what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. And every television camera will be focused upon these events. And all of a sudden, there's something coming in the sky. It's strange looking. There's a man riding a white horse. Glory to God. <laughs> Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. quick announcement before we get started this morning. I'll be preaching revival over at T's Chapel, Free Will Baptist Church in Smithfield, September the 26th through the 30th. They're located at 6439 Brogdon Road in Smithfield, North Carolina. Sunday night service will start at 6 o'clock. Monday through Thursday night service will start at 7 o'clock. Come on out and take part in those services if you can. We'd be glad to have you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to 2 Kings, chapter 19. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 19. We're going to begin in verse 5 again this week. 2 Kings 19, verse 5. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which you have heard, which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword, in his own land. There are some things that God has done in the past that he will do again. And this right here is one of them. We're going to continue with the message we started last week, the blast of God. The Assyrian army has gathered against the walls of Jerusalem once again. And the Bible says that when Hezekiah heard those words he rent his clothes and he put on sackcloth and went into the house of the lord hezekiah was one of the godliest kings to ever sit upon the throne of the southern kingdom of israel and yet he had a problem he had an issue with pride no doubt god had dealt with him about this issue dealt with him behind the curtain as God deals with all of us. In this sanctuary this morning, out in the parking lot, on the other side of this microphone, out in radio land, there are a lot of issues. And there's a lot of problems. We all have things that we struggle with. If you're not struggling with something, chances are you're not saved. Okay? So, all of us struggle with things and... If you're not coming along as you should, God knows what to allow. 
He knows what situations to bring about. He knows what to allow into your life to get you where you need to be. Okay? And this is what it took for King Hezekiah. His issue of pride brought the whole nation of Israel to this point of being exterminated, completely wiped away. My question to you today is this, what is it going to take in your particular situation, my particular situation, all of us? Does it have to go that far? No, it doesn't. But when you buck up against the moving of the Holy Spirit in your life, this is the extreme measures that God will have to allow and bring into our lives and Hezekiah sent his servants to get a word from the Lord, verse 2, 2 Kings 19. A word from the Lord is what was needed. A word from the Lord is what we need today. Let me read to you from Psalm 119. Psalm 119, they are the words of the Messiah who was to come as the Holy Spirit gave these words of Christ before he was even born in the Psalms. This whole Psalm, Psalm 119, it, it shows the Messiah's love for the Word of God. Now, I'm not going to read this whole chapter because it's the longest chapter in the Bible, but I want to zero in on a couple of verses. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Christ, as he meditated upon the word of God. Thou, through thy commandments, has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. As you go through this world, as you live in this world, you have enemies. You have the world, the flesh, the devil that's constantly pulling at you, trying to pull you away from God. But the Word of God can be a comfort to you. Verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. If you remember Christ, when he was 12 years old, he was in the temple. Not only was he asking questions, but he was answering questions. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. The Lord lived a perfect life. He's the only human being who can make such a statement. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. As you live in this world as a child of God, you will be afflicted. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You will experience tribulations and trials, problems. They're on every hand. 
These things can weight you down and get you depressed and down and out. And But you've got God's Word, the good news. Cut off the, the, the regular news, the news media. Cut that off and turn on the good news. Open up God's Word and let the Holy Spirit speak into your heart, speak into your life. You say, well, now how is that going to resolve my situation? You see, Hezekiah, he humbled himself. He went to the house of God. He sent servants to Isaiah to get a word from the Lord, and a word is what is needed, but the problem still remained. But when Hezekiah received that word from the Lord, he felt a whole lot better about the situation. And let me tell you this today. You may have a situation that's not resolved immediately, but the Word of God will help you get through that situation and come out on the other side better than when you went in to start with. Are you hearing me today? The Word of God. Now, He sent His servants to Isaiah, Second Kings 19, verse 5. Isaiah was the trusted source for the Word of God of that day. Now, today, we have a lot of sources for the Word. Which one can you trust? All right, so let me point out a couple of things here. Back during Hezekiah's day, the Word of God was still being given. They did not have it in book form like I hold in my hands here before you today. So the Word of God was being given. It was being written down. But today, you and I have the complete, the finished Word of Almighty God. Amen? It has been translated from the original Greek and Hebrew language into our English to where we can read it and get understanding from it. You'll find that the King James Version of the Bible is a word-for-word translation out of that original Greek and Hebrew language. If you want a trusted source for the Word of God today, get yourself a King James Version of the Bible. A lot of these other translations today, they are thought-for-thought translations. They are men's interpretations. And you say, well, Brother James, when I read those other translations, I can understand it a little bit better. Well, I understand that. Make sure you've still got your good King James sitting there right beside it so that you can compare apples to apples, okay, or apples to lemons. Because a lot of these other translations, there are things left out, and you're going to miss something. The Word of God is your weapon, And you need to make sure your weapon is accurate. If the scope on your gun is not accurate, you're going to shoot over here and be aiming over there. Or aiming here and shooting over there. Are are you listening to me? So you need to make sure that what you're using is accurate. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. 
So get you a good King James version of the Bible, number one. Number two, the story of the Bible is the story of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Every minister that preaches the Word of God, if that message is not founded on the Bible, if every doctrine he teaches does not go back to the finished work of Christ, Jesus Christ, and Him crucified, you do not need to be listening to Him as a trusted source for the Word of God. And let me say this. They're few and far between. Jesus said in the last days that many false prophets would come saying that I am Christ. There's a lot of preachers out there today. They'll tell you about Jesus, but they deny the cross. And when you deny the cross, ladies and gentlemen, you have another Jesus. It's propagated by another spirit. All right. He goes to Isaiah, and Isaiah said, Thus saith the Lord, verse 6, Be not afraid of the words which you have heard. All of Jerusalem had heard the threats of Rabshakeh, the chief of the captains of the army of Assyria. They had heard these threats that were made. They knew that... Assyria had taken the northern kingdom and that God did nothing. They knew that Assyria had came into the southern kingdom and took all the fenced cities of Judah and still God did nothing. Now Rabshakeh says, I am here to destroy this place and God has told me to do it. Now my friend... As those people in Jerusalem looked over the walls, they looked like ants down below. 185,000 Assyrian soldiers have gathered. And to hear these words and to see all of this evidence and see these people surrounding you, that's enough to strike fear into anyone. And God said, Fear not. Be not afraid of the words which you have heard. Some of you, under the sound of my voice, you've heard some unfortunate words. And evidence is that what you've heard is true. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe this over here or are you going to believe what the word of God says God said be not afraid be not afraid behold verse 7 God is speaking here what determines fear and faith? Okay, fear is putting your faith in the devil. Faith is putting your faith, of course, in God. Fear is the exact opposite of faith. Fear and faith are determined by what you're looking at. 
and what you're listening to. And God said, Behold, I've got something here I want you to see. Behold, I've got something here I want you to focus on. Behold, I've got a word that I want you to listen to. What are you saying, Brother James? Fear and faith is determined by what you're looking at, listening to, focusing on, exposing yourself to. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And God is saying, behold, behold my word. Behold what I'm telling you. I've got a word for you. Behold. Paul said in Philippians 4, verse 4. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. When the devil hits you, shout. When the devil hits you and it looks like you're down for the count, raise your hands and praise God and say, if the devil takes me out, I'm going to heaven. Glory to God. That's faith. Rejoice always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation, that's being satisfied with less than what you're due, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. There you have it in the New Testament. That's what you need to be focusing on. That's what you need to be looking at. You, don't, you need to stop looking at the problem and start looking at the one who can solve your problem. And this is the word of the Lord that God gave to Hezekiah. Isaiah said, verse 7, 2 Kings 19, verse 7, He said, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. The rumor that he heard is found in verse 9. As the king of Ethiopia came out to fight against Sennacherib, and he had to go away and fight that battle. Now when he went away to fight that battle, he left 185,000 soldiers there at the walls of Jerusalem to Keep the pressure on, if you will. But God's about to apply a little pressure, too. Look down, if you will, in verse 35. 2 Kings nineteen thirty-five. It came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred, fourscore, and five thousand and when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. That was the blast of God. One angel 
went out and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. And when the Israelites, the Jews, got up the next morning and peeped over the wall, they were all laying out there dead. 185,000 soldiers dead. God knows how to speak a word and solve your problem. There ain't many problems that a funeral can't solve. And let me tell you, I'm sure they had a time trying to bury all them 185,000. It took a while to bury all them soldiers. Sennacherib, he departed and went back to Nineveh, verse 36. I guess he did. With all of his forces now dead, he didn't have, he didn't have any choice. <laughs> so he goes back home. He lived for quite a few years after that. And uh, he conquered some other places. But he never returned again to fight against Jerusalem. Now his defeat at Jerusalem caused him to think that he had offended his God, Nishrach. And he promised a throne to his younger son and promised to offer up his two oldest sons to this false deity. And his two sons went in the temple while he was worshiping his false god and they killed him. And that's the end of that. But there's another blast of God that's coming in the not too distant future. Sennacherib coming against Jerusalem. It's a foreshadow of what will happen to the Antichrist. You see, the Antichrist will make a covenant and promise peace to Israel and will attack Jerusalem twice. On the first attack, it'll be three and a half years into the Great Tribulation period, he will set out to completely destroy Jerusalem, but he'll hear a rumor. Daniel chapter 11, verse 44. Julie, if you'll pull it up on the screen. The Bible says, Tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him, therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly make away many. Three and a half years later, he will come back with all the armies. He will gather them against Jerusalem once again. He will try to do what Sennacherib, Herod, Haman, and Hitler tried to do, exterminate the Jews. And it'll look like he's going to succeed. And every television camera will be focused upon these events. And all of a sudden, there's something coming in the sky. It's strange looking. There's a man riding a white horse. Glory to God. <laughs> and, and there's a cloud that's following him. And there are the saints of God riding upon white horses as well. And the Lord will come and fight like he did in the day of battle. And the Lord will have a blast for the Antichrist and all those armies that have gathered against Jerusalem. Go to Revelation 14, verse 20, Julie. And the winepress was trodden without the city, 
And blood came out of the winepress, even to the horses' bridles, by the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs. Blood will flow to the horses' bridles. That's about six foot deep. The blood will flow from 175 miles to 200 miles. Imagine that. That's a lot of people to account for that much blood. Six foot deep, up to 200 miles long. The Lord will speak a word, and it's over just that quick. The second coming, the battle of Armageddon. When the Lord returns. It's going to take seven months to bury all the dead bodies. Seven years to gather up and destroy all the weapons of war. And then the Lord's going to set up his kingdom to rule and reign for a thousand years. And you and I are going to rule and reign with him. And you and I are going to have a blast with God. Glory to God. But if you're listening to me today and you're not saved, you're going to experience the judgment of the blast of God. And my friend, you don't want to be on the other end of that. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free cd copy of this message just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234 you can also go to establishedinthefaith.com there you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form but perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something again just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.